Hello listeners. Welcome to season 2 of the Masters Decoded podcast. I am Anish Merchant, the chief decoder. I want to thank you for the overwhelming response to season 1. Your feedback and encouragement led me to bring you season 2 of the Masters Decoded. The season will tap into how technology, artificial intelligence and other socio-economic factors have impacted my guest careers or passions. My next guest on today's podcast is Rustam Patel. Rustam is 8 times Indian national champion and 275 trophies at his prize possessions that reflect his love and passion for two-wheelers and motocross as a sport. He did take a break from sport precisely 14 years ago and last month he came back to drag race championship and knocked it out of the park. He started racing in 1985 and at that time he was the youngest in India and the second youngest in the world. I don't want to spoil the fun and let me get on with the interview. Hi Rustam, welcome to Masters Decoded podcast series season 2. Hello. Great to have you. Thank you, thank you. Rustam, uh let me get this out of the gate first. Congratulations on the new win. uh and it's i i believe it's a special win because it's after a long time you actually retired and you came back and yeah, you after have this 14 years so so talk about this win what was the win all about let people hear what you actually do oh thank you uh perfect uh, well actually i've raced all my life i started racing in 1985 when i was only 6 years of age uh, wow considering myself as the youngest kid by far doing a official indian governing body fmsa event at the age of 6 that declared me the youngest rider in india and the second youngest in the world to wow. officially do a motocross race back then in 1985 okay. so after that uh, there was no stopping i was endorsed for britannia glucose d brand ambassador biscuit for young champs and all of that in those days and uh, there was no stopping then i then i won eight national indian national titles and uh, got three international individual wins for team india wow and uh, yep and then in 2005 i got married okay and in 2008 i became a papa nice so in 2007 and obviously i was in my peak in 2005 6 7 i ruled the entire competition in india but obviously the marriage responsibilities came up on my shoulder mm. because before that i was a bachelor so i could do what i want i could given time for practice training but then once you get married it gets a little difficult and my wife and me we started planning for a kid Mm-hmm. and uh, so that's where in 2007 i became national champion in bangalore and i knew that i was going to be a papa because my wife was pregnant mm-hmm. and uh, on 2007 after becoming declaring national champion in bangalore i had major tears in my eyes i almost broke down on the stage and i declared myself as retired because obviously i was going to be a new dad and i had more responsibilities on my shoulder and uh, any sport needs a full 100% commitment when it comes to training mm-hmm. and once you become a dad you don't have the time to you know get with your kid and your training so we unanimously decided that yes i should retire okay so i retired in 2007 and then i became the head coach of team india and i never raced for for a long long time mm-hmm. now this what i'm going to tell you you're not going to believe it yourself cuz This is something really cool that happened in my life. Okay. Uh I I uh I my house is known as Rusty's Den. Basically it's a party house. So Okay. Uh straight from 2007 to 2021 I had not done a single race because I had retired officially. Okay. So uh there's this uh, Ambi Valley drag race happening which I used to go to see. I used okay. to only go to watch the event. Mm-hmm. and i used to like the event i used to be like wow yeah super bike super cars ferrari lamborghini hayabusa's and the top most bikes in the country and the top most riders in the country were there nice and i come from a background that is dirt track and motocross so we don't do high speeds 
uh-huh. and drags are like super high speeds they go like 240 260 280 kilometers an hour and that just that 400 meter strip wow so apparently 14th of february was the drag meet uh, straight after corona so straight after a gap of one and a half two years because last was in 2019 mm-hmm. so uh, one week prior to that there was a friend of mine porush who's a rock star he used to come to my house to play the guitar okay so he was playing the guitar everybody was singing and then it was like 2 am in the morning and he's like bro i need to leave because i'm taking part in the drag race that is what the guitarist told me okay so i winked at my friend and i was joking okay and in in a joke i told him that uh, do you know something in a drag race one bike can be shared by two riders officially oh so yeah that's the rule uh, okay. because you go one by one so yeah. uh, uh i was i swear to god i was not serious because i had retired in 2007 Right. And this we are talking about two weeks ago. That I, so I I was joking and I told him that hey Paulu, can I share your Ducati with you? Wow. So uh, and trust me, I was joking because I was winking at my other friends. Uh-huh. The guy who had the Ducati, he became really serious. He's like, Rustam sir, are you seriously going to ride my bike? Are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, bro, I'm serious. I will ride the bike and all that. And trust me, I was still joking. Okay. Next day morning, 10 a.m. There is somebody ringing my doorbell. Okay. It is Porush with the entry form and the FMSCI license form because you compulsory need the government FMSCI license mm-hmm. to raise the All India Governing Body event. Okay. And I was shocked. I was like, dude, I was joking. I okay. was not serious. I have retired 14 years ago. I don't race anymore. He's like, I don't know, sir. Last night in front of everybody, you said you will share the bike with me and you will ride. Please, it'll be an honor if you can ride my bike in the drag. Hmm. And the poor guy had come with the form and everything, so okay. it melted my heart. I don't know what came into me. We both started filling our forms. We both went to the doctor because he needed a doctor's certificate that are you fit enough to ride the All India Race? Okay. So we removed. We got the blood test done, blood reports, doctor stamps, and all of that. and this genuinely became a serious affair hmm. like i was joking when he was guitaring that i will yeah. like that this is really serious okay. and i'm like okay so we had exactly 5 days in hand so he started introducing me to the team owner that is mr narayan mm-hmm. and piyush the other rider and porosh and we had three more mechanics it's called uh, breakout moto okay so i did not know anything about all this so i they all came to my house they all met me they like sir seeing your trophies in your house it's so encouraging it's so nice you are riding for a team and trust me that mazak masti became a genuine serious topic then <laughs> like okay. like we all started deciding uh, we're going to stay in ambi valley uh, this is the expense and blah 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 okay uh, since rustam sir has not ridden the bike at all we need to give him practice now okay we are living in a country india Right. which is a very cricket bias country i'm being very honest with you out of 100 government grounds 99 will be allotted to cricket agreed okay so we don't have a specific drag strip to go and practice there is nothing like a practice place in india for drag mm-hmm. uh, except for ambi valley which if you have to book you have to pay only 30 lakh rupees which none of us have oh wow okay okay yeah yeah and none of us none of the boys can afford 30 lakhs just to practice okay right. and that makes no sense even you know that yeah so we used to go we used to decide that we let's go to vikroli at 2 am in the morning and there are the service roads at godrej vikroli going to mm-hmm. a hawai mm-hmm. so can you believe it we were actually doing our drag practice starts and all of that at 2 am to 5 am every single night wow and it genuinely became a serious affair cuz i started coaching the boys like we, we were a three rider team okay porosh piyush and rustam so you started coaching you've not ridden and you've never done a drag race and you started coaching yeah but i'm a racer too right yes so, yes yeah but i've never done drag racing yeah, <laughs> yeah but a racer is always a racer i've raced all my life so um and, and i used to be the master of my start so right. i used to be very good at uh, starting so these boys were like so it will be a privilege to learn under you to train under you so i used to train them and at the same time i was also practicing because boss if i'm giving a comeback after 14 years trust me that is 
a ridiculously long time that's a decade more yep. than a decade yep and and trust me uh, riding with uh, boys half your age i'm 42 and i had boys who were 23 25 21 who were like young fitter to me stronger to me and mm-hmm. they all were there from all over the country bangalore hyderabad kolapur pune goa nasik everywhere it was an all india event wow so we became really serious uh, we went there and we saw 320 bikes participate oh wow that yeah. huge oh that is freaking huge anything more than 200 is used in india this was 320 bikes had taken part and we are just two bikes three riders one team owner three mechanics a small chotu team hmm. okay and we had also made our colors and all that like it genuinely from masti mazak it became all serious okay like genuinely serious nice and uh, so we went there we saw the entry list and all of that uh, we were staying in ambi valley for three days friday saturday sunday mm-hmm. i started coaching them and uh, teaching them and ambi valley stretches also because ambi valley is really huge so we got one good stretch where no people were walking talking we were practicing over there mm. and there comes the race day that is sunday just take uh, god's name my father's name my father's my hero i lost him in 2013 yeah and I, and i could feel that my father was there during my run mm-hmm. every single time i sit on the bike i touch the feet of the bike i touch the feet i touch the tire i touch the handlebar and then after my prayers i sit on the bike and i just i just spoke to myself one thing is that rustam you have never taken part in a race just to participate you have always participated only to win That is my motto. I don't believe in taking part only for participation. All that sounds good only on the mic to talk. There is it's more important to participate. Yes, it is. But for me, if I enter any competition, I participate to win, boss. I'm being very honest. Hmm. So I went on the start line. I did my prayers and I said, "Baba, I'm riding after 14 years, and uh, I have never done such big top speeds of 240 and 260 because I come from a motocross and dirt track background." Yep. there are top speeds will not be more than 70 hmm. so from 70 going to stay 270 is a different ball game only yeah but <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's like ridiculous so it's like ridiculously fast and these ducatis are beasts yeah so uh, i just spoke to myself i said i know who i am i know i can still do it after 14 years and uh, the event starts and a drag is basically two riders leave at one time mhm and apparently the guy who was next to me was last year's winner oh wow so your <laughs> luck was really pressure, with you yeah to add to my pressure he was there right next to me and since he's a drag star and he's been dragging since the last 12 years and all that he had a huge set of crowd cheering him okay okay so a lot of these were demotivating me like the last year's winner people are taking his name and all that and like i've come after 14 years and all that i'm like chilled I'm like TK. Let the timing do the talking. Let the racing do the talking. Hmm. And uh, the race starts with uh, three yellow lights. Right. That's called the Christmas tree, and then green. Hmm. As soon as you see the green, you have to leave as soon as possible to finish the 400 meter run. That is a quarter mile. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the green light that I saw, I just bounced over there. Trusting me, the last year winner was not even my cricket brain. Wow! I beat him hollow in capital letters, <laughs> and on the finish line, <laughs> and on the finish line, that guy comes to me like, "Dude, who are you? Like, You'll come to know my name very soon, brother." <laughs> like I literally smoked him by a second. I was one full. second faster than the last year's winner wow. and trust me one second in drag is huge huge because yeah. yeah. when you're touching 240 260s yeah. we are fighting in micro fractions milli fractions yeah so i beat the competition by more than one second in fact i was the only one in 11 seconds finishing the 400 meters the rest of the pack that is second third fourth fifth sixth seventh were all 12 13 plus Wow. I was the only one in 11. So you get basically measured on the time and that's how you win it or you have yeah. to keep competing with others 
it's like an no, elimination no. process no 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 the fastest time win okay and since they have only two runs as in two two lane right you cannot have more than two ferraris or two hayabusas or any anything that's two right you cannot have more than two because there are only two lanes okay so if there are like 20 entries in your category mm-hmm. so 10 start from the left lane 10 start from the right lane okay and then you drag with each other but no matter whoever you drag with even like even if the guy the guy who lost with me mm-hmm. he still came he still came third okay so it's because of his time timing yeah, yeah because of his timing because of his timing so <clears throat> it was an unbelievable feeling i'll tell you why mm. honestly i did not even know because when you finish the 400 meter run you are very far away and you you can't uh, see the timing board the timing board is where you started the event oh so i didn't know that i must have clocked the quickest time and all that and i was then you take a u turn and you go back to yep. the start line from where you started that's mm-hmm. how the drag races happen so i took a u turn and i was going back and i see my team boys jumping all over with glory and screaming and i'm like kya ho gaya yaar matlab aisa to kya ho gaya like they are screaming ekta i'm riding after bloody 14 years sala yeah. i i don't know like are they happy that i just finished third or something like obviously a team will be happy if you just mm-hmm. can't be on the podium itself yeah so i never expected myself to be first so when i went there they all started jumping on me hitting me on my helmet and like you know how it is when yeah, you yeah, yeah, team yeah. team and the owner picked me up i can't believe it he's got a operated foot okay, okay? He is not supposed to put weight on his foot. He totally <laughs> forgot that he is not supposed to put weight. I have a snap, and that's like a award-winning snap. He has picked me up in the air. Can you believe that? Wow. Yeah, and it's all caught on camera also because the auto car was there. Another two news channels were there. They all caught that moment of the owner picking up the ride after the win. Okay. And they all are like, "Are Rusty sir? Rusty? They call me Rusty sir." Okay. Uh, yeah, usually everybody calls me Rustam sir, but my others also call me Rusty sir. So they're like, "Rusty sir, Rusty sir, you win, you win, you first time, first time." Hmm. I said, "No way!" He's like, "Sir, Sachi, you're alone. You're the only one. Rest of everybody else was 12 seconds plus. Wow. Sir, sir, great, great." And I could not believe my eyes. I like till I don't see the uh, what do you call that uh, list? Uh, yeah. The, the time the, list. Result- Yeah, the results list. Hmm. The results list comes immediately because they all were sitting at uh, laptops and uh, printouts hmm. and all of that. So immediately after the race, in five minutes, they used to uh, hang it on the notice board. Wow. I said, till I don't see my name on the notice board, I am still not celebrating. Though others were congratulating me and all. Hey, sir, you have only won it. We know, we know. Once that list came and I saw Rustam Patel first place. Oh my God! I was genuinely the happiest man in the world. because i was like are you serious i've never done drag racing i ride mm. after 14 years and i beat the competition hollow nice and Beautiful. and and like it's it's like a it's like a genuine feeling that uh, has come into me and uh, just yesterday the organizers of the ambi valley has declared a national championship of three rounds okay it's hyderabad bangalore and last round obviously ambi valley Okay. It's a three-round national championship happening in October, November, December. Okay. So And now with this win, it has encouraged me okay. to get back on my double fitness, to get back with my practice, and to take the entire national championship very seriously. Because we have eight months in hand to work on the bike, eight months in hand to work on our fitness, eight months in hand to work on your techniques and practice. Mm. So I am all geared up now. and i think i still have it in me nice. i know i'm 42 i know i've retired 14 years ago but i think i can still do it beautiful and the way you just recited the story i could close my eyes picture the entire episode and see it live in my in, in front of my eyes i would say yes. rustam so you know thank you for even though i'm a biker too uh but i'm a woosy biker i would say i don't ride that fast i would never dare to do that i've had a series of episodes which uh today you know even if i i drive a uh, drive a low rider so you know i drive it easy uh but you know biking and that speed and the adrenal rush for you know that speed is always there in me and mm-hmm. thank you for walking me through that but one thing which i you know i caught few things which i really want to double click on 
you said 1985 at the age of six and correct me if i'm wrong you come from a family of racers it's not yeah. just you but your first cousins your your Anybody. father every <laughs> it was called the uh, Patel racer family. yes uh, so talk a little bit about how did that six year old child who would probably be playing cricket or probably playing with their friends got into biking at that age like what got in you or who motivated you to get into that okay great that's a fantastic question by you uh, so basically as they say uh, a doctor is born in a doctor's family an engineer is born in an engineer's family mm-hmm. so the same way a rider is born in a rider's family mm. okay now it's it's absolutely absolutely a genuine reason since the time you are born all you see is your parents and your cousins going every sunday yep. wearing a helmet wearing the boots and going for a freaking ride going for a freaking race <laughs> and i am born brought up in that family full of tools petrol bikes running around making the bikes modifying the bikes back in the 80s when the technology was not even there wow so uh, so when it is like when you're born and you see and we are three brothers that is r and z that is rustam nevel zubin we are the proud owners of the number one garage in maharashtra hmm. we do 150 vehicles a day wow and yeah so we are three brothers so i am the youngest okay okay above me is zubin and nevel above me are my cousins kaizad and yazdi yeah. and then it's percy and firdosh so every freaking cousin of mine and brother of mine they all elder to me Okay. I'm the youngest kid, okay, and I see all seven, all six of them race, 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 race since the time I was born. Wow! So what do you expect me to be? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, my entire family, my dad, my kaka, they all are champions of India. Wow! And I have grown up looking at my father, my kaka, my eldest cousin Kaisad beat the shit out of everybody in racing. So I have always been that teeny little three-year-old, four-year-old boy wearing these short pants, chappals, and going for every race, cheering my brothers. Obviously, I was three and four. I would not ride, but I used to ride a cycle. Yep. So one day, when I was six years old, I was coming back. Uh, I still remember. I, I'm getting goosebumps right now talking to you. Okay. Mm. I'm like full goosebumps are on because uh, I'm feeling it. Okay. So I was coming back from my school. I was in Saint Peter's High School, which okay. was just two minutes away from my house, walking distance. Yep. And uh, I come to the garage. We used to always meet at garage. I see all my cousins lined up, and uh, I am wearing a school tie. I've just come tired from school. I'm like, hey guys, what's up? What's happening? And then I see my kaka and my dad. I'm like, dude, there is something cooking over here, boss. Okay. I don't know. I have them all lined up. So they are like gathered me. They're like, okay, Rustam, come here. Just pick up this bike cover. I'm like, why? What happened? Are you just pick up the cover? No. Hmm. I pick up the cover, and there is a mini kids bike called Dandy 39 CC. Wow. my kaka had bought for only me back in the 1980s wow so that rustam can also race and the family gets complete with all kids racing beautiful yeah so i picked up the i picked up the parking cover hmm. and there was this red color shining bike dandy 39 cc made in japan hmm. okay i look at the bike and all the cousins started clapping yeah and all that you know how to celebrate yep. and all that yep and I, i i was only 6 years old i didn't even know what was happening i'm like wow what a cute bike and all they like rusty it is your bike <laughs> like, i don't even know how to ride it they like are don't worry you have riding in your blood you are born in a patel family we will teach you so my eldest cousin okay okay he he showed me what is the accelerator what is the brake what is what now he showed me all the technicalities in the bike then he told mm-hmm. me okay now wear the helmet okay back in the days in the 80s there was not much of traffic in bombay agreed okay so it was quite khali khali and where we had a garage now uh-huh. it was quite empty 
So he told me the features, what the brake, what the throttle, and all that. And of course, I also had the knowledge looking at my brother's riding, so I knew what a throttle and all that was. Yep. And Kaisar started teaching me, like how you teach a kid how to ride a cycle, like yep. holding it from the back. So he was catching me, and I was like, uh, Kaisar, please don't leave, please don't leave. And it was my first day, you know. I'm like, please don't leave. He's like, no, no, you just give throttle, just give throttle. And he must have taught me for somewhere close to five to ten minutes. Okay. Okay. Five to ten minutes, he was teaching me, teaching me. Suddenly, after ten minutes, I try to talk to Kaisad. I don't get a reply. Wow. You know what had he done? He had left you. He had left me. <laughs> 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 he left me without telling me. And I was waiting. Then <laughs> 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 he's like, I'm like, how come Kaisar is not replying to me? I turn there and I don't see Kaisar. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm riding this bike alone. So I think it was just inbuilt in me to be a racer, to be a rider. Because mm-hmm. I don't know of any six-year-old kid who can just learn how to ride a motorcycle in ten minutes. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So this was the entire story. Uh, how I actually sat on a racing machine first time in my life, okay. and in the next fifteen days, uh, there was a race in the Brebon Stadium, the NSCI. Mm-hmm. We have actually done official motocross in that stadium. Can you believe that? The cricket ground. Wow. Yeah, back in the eighties, they had given it uh, for the Indian uh, Championship okay. round, and that was the first time in my life. Third of May, nineteen eighty-five, Rustam Patel was declared as the youngest kid rider in India and second youngest in the world. And I still remember I had not won the race mm. because obviously the class said uh, kids under sixteen, mm-hmm. and I was six, so there were much bigger guys. And forget the bigger guys, I had all my brothers only on the start line. <laughs> <laughs> right, right on my right was Zubin, on my left was Neville, on the other side was Kaisar, Yasdi, Parsi, Pinoj. Like seven were Patels on the start line, okay, and the other seven to eight guys were uh, other other people, okay. So, uh, yeah, and I still remember I I finished ninth or tenth, okay. Uh, I also remember uh, falling down twice. Wow. <laughs> and I also remember my father coming running to me and telling me, "Hey, hey, Dikra, can I race finish? Karwani che, chal, chal, chal." <laughs> we are Parsis, right? Yes, yes. So we talk in Gujarati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I still remember as a kid. You know what was the most scariest part for me? Every time, <laughs> I still remember. Every time I used to go over a jump, na, uh-huh. was I could only see the sky. Wow. Yeah. So just imagine you are a six-year-old teeny kid who's never ridden a bike in his life. He stayed in the race. Okay. And he goes for this seven to eight foot jump. Okay, where obviously I was not jumping when I was a kid. Yep. Okay, but every time I went over the jump, all I could see is the sky. And then when the tip of the jump is over, then I could only see is the ground. You know, like you know what I mean, like yeah. the roller coaster feeling. Yeah. Where you go up, you look yeah, down, yeah. and then the roller coaster goes down. Yeah. So I had that feeling on every single jump, <laughs> and I still remember back in the days we were. Were you scared of heights? Not really, okay. but it was quite a weird thing for me not to see the ground. Yeah, <laughs> as a kid, yes, I can, I can you imagine. Imagine you're a six-year-old kid, yeah, yeah, and you're just going over a hill and coming down the hill. So yeah. <laughs> it's like pretty scary for a kid. But then I did it once, twice, and then I got used to it. And I still remember back in the days we were not very fortunate to get the correct helmet, mm-hmm. the correct goggles. The correct gloves, the boots, and all. Now, so obviously, the kids are bloody so lucky. They are getting to wear the best material in the world and the safest. Yeah. So I still remember there was no size of my helmet that was there, and there was no proper size of a goggles that was there. Wow. So every single time when I used to go up the jump and come down the jump, na, yeah. the helmet was so bloody loose that it used to come on my face. <laughs> okay. So every single time after the jump, I used to go on the left, park my bike. Take my helmet, put it up again, see the track, and then ride again. Wow! You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like because in India we were not fortunate to get kids size uh, helmet. We never considered at that age kids will ride a bike. Yeah, exactly, exactly my point. Nobody considered that a six-year-old would race. So there was no uh, production for kids, yeah. like nothing. Yeah. And even the boots that I was wearing, we had to go to our nearest cobbler. 
approached you for a movie like getting your story scripted that, that's what i'm saying uh, immediately immediately after the race mm-hmm. i uh, i still remember i can't believe it sharp memory there was the uh, ad film a- agency called lintas yep i don't know if you heard yeah, of yeah, it yeah yeah lintas is still there uh, so lintas oh my god it's a quite a big name that means if it's yeah. still people you know about it yeah so lintas or oh, uh, came and approached my parents and back in those days there was nothing like cell phone well phone yeah there were only landlines yeah so they approached my parents and said that we were amazed because the next day newspapers were all over rustam patel youngest rider taking part and uh, of course even though i didn't win the race but being the youngest rider in india i got a special i still remember a special huge medal and in back in those days 501 rupees I'm wow. talking about 40 years ago. 500 rupees was a lot of money. Yes, it was. It was huge. 500 is like huge money in. It was probably 100 multiples, right? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So I got I got 501 rupees in an envelope, and I got a huge gold medal by the mayor of Mumbai, Mr. Jango Nicholson. Hmm. And when I went on the stage to take my prize, he himself could not believe that I am serious. This boy rode a motocross race. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. he picked me up in his arms he kissed me i think i still have that snap he gave me a bouquet he put that uh, thing on me and obviously when the mayor kisses you and picks you up it yeah. it's got to be all over the newspaper definitely so within 3 4 days linta has called up my parents and said that listen we are doing this uh, britannia biscuit ad and we would like to make your son the brand ambassador because this is something that india has not seen a 6 year old racing wow back in those days and that was my biggest break of my life and that is where slowly slowly the entire country came to know that a 6 year old rides a motorcycle in a race and then there was no stopping my friend then kolhapur jaipur pune bangalore delhi god knows where all we went yep. we started racing all over the country called the patel racing family and we were seven riders in totality Uh, considering me Neville Zubin Kaiza Diazdi Persifedo seven of us wow so we used to have a tempo dedicatedly painted back in the 80s called Patel Racing Family Tempo okay nice so all seven bikes with a petrol toolkit saman spare parts you need see there's a lot of preparation when you yep. travel yep because if you break a part where are you going to run in surat or baroda or bangalore to get that part yeah so you have to be go very well prepared so that's how the entire journey started with the patel racing family and then there was no stopping we were just winning all over india anywhere and everywhere beautiful so 
It's like a superb journey of my life. You spoke about one thing which uh, you know caught my attention is technology in the bike. And mm. in 1980s when you would be riding the the dandy the small bike and I'm sure your parents your father would have seen that bike the bigger bikes as well. And now today like you spoke about Ducati being a beast mm. technology in the bikes have evolved. It's got electrics you can configure your machine through computers you know what do you feel about technology evolution is it good uh, yeah it, it, or I, do you like the good old days uh, raw meat beastie machines well uh, you have put me in a very difficult position over here uh, see honestly uh, see you definitely can't compare technology of today and technology of the 80s yeah my friend the amount of features that are there in the bikes is unreal agreed is unreal agreed and the amount of features that were there in our days but then we had that had its own charm mm-hmm. like if i tell you the truth you will not believe me like the dandy that i rode didn't have suspension are you kidding me Meaning, yes, how, how did you motocross you then? How did you do I, motocross without suspension? Exactly my point. That's what I said. You will not believe me. This is what I tell all the press people, and they also didn't believe me till I showed them a freaking video and my paper cutting where there were only two rods in the front. Wow! It must be yeah. giving you a bad hand aches. Everything like I was bouncing all over the place. Yeah. Like I, why do you think I couldn't jump anything? Wow. Like come on, it's the eighties. Like, like you know, like even if you're getting a bike in eighties, it's like a very big deal, hmm. and especially in India. So yeah. it's like unreal. For the only reason is that you it, back in the eighties, people were not aware of anything. They were like, okay, whatever is available, just go for it. Like that was a raw thingy. Yeah. Like even my brothers and all, they were riding Kawasaki KE one seventy five. Now nobody must have heard of that bike's name also. I've not heard of it. Yeah, so they, they, you know what bike was that? That was a double suspension bike. Nobody knew what a mono suspension was. <laughs> okay. So you know what I mean? Yeah. Those were the raw days. You know, like the really raw days. Like you, you had to manage with whatever bike you get. Like after every jump, I'm sure I used to remember Kaisar coming and complaining that my forearms are getting pumped and like obviously you'd never had that kind of suspension. Yep. And now people play with suspension. Hmm. Now. There are suspension factories. Yeah. Pro suspension, different factories who are charging you like a lakh and a half just to tune the suspension. Yep. Yeah. And in those days, in a lakh and a half, I think the entire Patel family, all seven bikes came in that much money. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, it's like, it's like, man, like, okay, uh, I do miss the old raw days also. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely if you ask him about riding comfort no chance obviously i would like to go with the new technology okay. and uh, the kind of uh, lovely kid bikes that they have launched oh my god and i keep telling these kids when i coach them you kids are bloody lucky and i tell them on their face and i tell them on their face that if i would get this bike in the 80s i would have i swear to god ridden 100 times better would have been a much more refined rider if i had the kind of bikes that are now in 2021 wow the kids are getting mono suspension bikes reverse suspension bikes they are getting they are getting some 25 watt bhp motorbikes at a 65 cc bike wow they have the power they have the brakes they have the suspension they have everything hmm. they only have to ride they have the best alpine star boots They have the best box gear. They have the best helmet that does not come down after every jump like Rustam Patel. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like they are so lucky. And I tell these kids on their face when they do Natak, when I tell them, give me seven laps, and they're like, oh, sir, I can give you only four laps. I tell them, <laughs> son, trust me. If we in the eighties had got this opportunity of having a track and having practice, we we would have ruled the world in a better way. Yeah. We never had a track. We never had a. We only had one tarmac gully. That set of hundred meters back in the days, where we could only go straight, take a U-turn, and come back straight. That wow. was the only place where we could practice before a race. Wow. What to do? There was no track. There was yep. no facility back in the eighties. You didn't have the right dirt track. 
where you could nothing, actually nothing nothing so it was all raw like whatever yeah. you do is all on raw tarmac it right it's all tarmac yeah. and tarmac is doesn't give you the raw because when your tires start skidding and they start rolling in the mud <laughs> it's a very different setup i can tell you i play motocross on video games or i i can tell you i suck at it so i know what you're talking about in real world uh, yeah. i can't control a bike or any of those machines on a video game it's difficult to do it in real life talking about just speed forwarding rosam on the the break which you took and you spoke about coaching the 14 years you didn't get away from biking i believe you were still aligned to it you were coaching people you started taking up coaching uh, so how do you coach people and where do you coach and you know what's the coaching all about is it still about motocross or you do many other things in the coaching perfect perfect question so yes i am the head coach of ajmera builders ajmera racing india wow uh, this was found 14 years ago with me okay and uh, what happened was uh, sorry 12 years ago not 14 12 years ago hmm. what happened was that uh, when then i became a papa i became yeah. daddy in 2008 so my responsibilities became double triple chopal after becoming a father yeah so i in myself i spoke to my wife and i told her okay i respected your decision because my wife wanted me to stop racing okay so i respected your decision sweetheart okay but at least can i be in touch with the sport at least can i start my coaching at least can i share the knowledge that i have with the current people the current kids mm. at least can i make them good at least can i share my knowledge with them at least can i coach and i promise you i won't race yeah so my wife actually agreed for it ke okay bechara is left his racing career for me nice. obviously my wife is also right because racing you can kill yourself you can yeah. die you can she's seen me breaking my ribs she's seen me breaking Ouch. my elbow collarbone she's seen me operated my finger in six pieces and oh. she's seen it all live so okay. i don't blame the poor wife also in this any wife would not like a husband dying young right yeah Agreed. Yeah, so we unanimously decided, but I said at least, babe, let me be a coach. At least let me be in touch with my sport because this is the only thing I breathe on. Mm. This is my life. I breathe on racing. Yeah. So she finally agreed, and she gave me. She was like, okay, go ahead with it. Like I really can't stop you because all you do is talk about bikes, 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 racing all the time. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> she gave up, and she's like, okay, but no racing. I said, okay, I promise you, Sharvin, no racing. I will only coach. So that's how the entire coaching started. Okay. So I met this uh, builder, Mr. Atul Ajmera, a very godly person, sweetheart, never shows ego. Who he is actually worth worth whoever he is. He never shows his money power. Very down to earth, nice. very godly person. So I told him, and he had heard about me. I said, Sir, you have so much of property, so much of land. Can I please start my coaching school over here? because we don't want young kids dying on the bloody streets they're doing street racing and they're killing themselves and not only killing themselves they're killing other people also yep because my main motto in life in every interview that i've done i've done more than 65 interviews with tv press and radio i tell everybody boldly please say no to street racing hmm. please always wear a helmet safety gear that is proper with isi mark or a dot 1 dot 3 or some good quality helmet in india our people wear helmet only to save that 300 rupee fine hmm. that is ridiculous so okay. that's what i explained to atul sir i told him sir i want to change the thinking of people i want to tell them boss if you have the b a l l s you come to track <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. Yeah, if you have them, no. If you think you are dead, Shana, no. You can reach Wally to uh, Pedder Road in three minutes and all that, all that crap that you all do. Nari yeah. one point to Wally, they want to reach in three minutes. Yeah, yeah. So I said all that is crap because see, you die, we don't have a problem. You can die right now also. We still don't have a problem. But <laughs> what happens is because of you people, you are killing innocent people who are riding on sixty. Yep. You know what I mean? You yep. know, you getting what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you die. You please die right now. We don't mind. We'll party tonight if you die. <laughs> yeah. So this is the reason why in all my interviews I always make it a point to talk and say, please say no to racing. Please wear a helmet. 
so these are the things that i want my voice to reach out to maximum deaf ears hmm. and this is the only way with my interviews that i keep giving my interviews this is the only way i try to you know echo my voice so that at least my voice can reach a few ears and a few people after listening to rustam patel they will at least listen to him and respect to him that yes this guy is really talking sense okay. it does make sense hmm. and and i tell everybody tere mein zor hai na tu worli se bombay central ka race mat kar wadala mein track hai mera ye mera card hai i will see you on the track <laughs> okay they have never turned up because they know they see these are all racing on the street people yeah there were two guys who yapped with me at marine drive after look see basically i ride very good looking bikes and racing bikes yeah. but i don't ride fast on the streets yeah. so two two of these boys are looking at me on the signal and they are raving at me like boom 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 thinking i'm going to be encouraged to race with them hmm. signal became green i still took a very slow start how a usual normal person takes a start i took a start those guys almost vanished 200 meters ahead of me thinking that i'll race with them yep. again they waited for me on the next signal and they are telling me on my face abhi race lagate hai kya itna acha gaadi leke ghumta hai race to kar hum log ke sath so i told them bhaiya ek kaam karo itna hi racing ka kheda hai na aapko तो एक ट्रैक है वडाला में आप मुझे उधर ये ये टाइम पे ये ये डेट पे मिल लेना आपकी जो भी औकाज है ना औकाज उसको मैं दिखा दूंगा ट्रैक पे कैन यू बिलीव इट दे एक्चुअली केम आफ्टर टू डेज आई गेव दम माई सेल फोन नंबर दे कॉल मी हाँ कहाँ पे आने गए ऑपोजिट आई मैक्स एंड ऑल दैट आई टोल्ड वी विल है टेन लैप रेस ओके नो नो द टेन लैप इज फॉर रुस्तम पटेल फॉर देम इट वॉज अट लैप रेस ओके So in short, I was so confident without even looking at them right on the track that I will overlap them twice. Okay. But the rule was every single time I overlap you all, I'll slap you and go, or kick you and go. <laughs> One of the two, either a tapli on the hel- helmet when I overtake you, or a kick in your ribs, or kick on your bike, or kick on your thighs, or something like that. Okay. अरे ऐसा कैसा बात कर रहा है ऐसा सीधी बात है आप इतना बड़ा रेसर है you're doing marine drive to early in three minutes. Uh, you can definitely beat me. I am yeah. to giving you eight laps. I will ride ten laps. Okay. Can you believe it? On the third lap, I overlap both of them. I hit them both on the helmets. Okay. They felt so embarrassed in just three laps. They both stopped the bike and went away and ran away. Wow. They ran away from the track. They ran away after those fata fata. I gave them on the helmet. No, like it literally hurts when you go. Yeah. not nowhere no no way yeah so this is what i say you want to race boss you come on track na yep why do you want to race on the streets agreed hmm rustam changing gears and you spoke about you giving up racing because you had a child and by the way boy or girl 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 girl, girl. fiona princess fiona fiona is she in riding as well because she has the racing <laughs> blood too No, you don't know my wife. No, no, she's overprotective. She, she stopped me from racing. No chance. She's like my daughter race. Okay, okay. Uh, so, but you went back into racing, uh, and uh, after fourteen years, and yeah. also talking about your mother when you were six, your dad and your uncle giving you that bike. How was <laughs> your mother feeling at that time, and how is your wife feeling? You going back again and saying, you know, you want to race. How, how, how those two. important people in your life you know see took, uh, took that's that that's an awesome question that's an awesome question you put me in a fix right now i don't know if this interview is going to be heard by my wife or my daughter <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't have an idea about this but uh, one thing for sure is that uh, my mom was slightly a braver woman okay or rather i could use the word a choiceless woman <laughs> okay <laughs> when the patel men in the family decide ki yeah. my son's going to be a racer i don't see anybody arguing with my dad oh my kaka they were like the lions of the family okay. like you know what i mean like they were the yeah. kings of the family and whatever they said was like 
lakir like it is like done it's like a judge's word final verdict with those three thap 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 order yeah. order order in the court so if my dad says son's going to be a racer hmm. nobody can argue with that it hmm. he has to be a racer it was that type so my mom uh, was kind of little bit braver than my wife Mm-hmm. and uh, my mom was also uh, happy in a way that we are doing professional racing yep wearing the right gear racing on track and all of that mm-hmm. and we don't race on streets because this is what we were taught from our parents yep. never to race on streets and you will see none of the patels ride fast on streets ever wow that's the basic rule since you were born that's the thumb rule when you are born in a patel family never to ride fast on streets you have the bals comes to track come to the track simple <laughs> so this was the discipline so my mom was a little brave and she got used to it with so many races and all obviously we all have met with accidents we all have cracked our bones and also any mother would feel uh, you know very sad and very bad about it and get nervous about it mm-hmm. but dad was always like chal chal now just get recovered fast the next month another race is coming <laughs> like there's such a big difference on the other side mama is giving me santra apple she's putting her hand on my hair and beta beta <laughs> father just comes chal chal now just recover fast we need to start practicing and all she like kersi is just met with an accident are you just relax yaar ट Right. You know what I mean that yeah. was total hardcore like you don't win a race please don't come home stay outside for two days. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> the benchmark was like okay you have to be on the podium to take the helmets. No podium you please you can stay at your friend's house for two days. How <laughs> like that that's really mean and bad. You like no no I don't care. If you don't come with a trophy forget it. <laughs> okay dad. So yeah. obviously he was kidding he was yeah. never done that he's never thrown us out but yeah. he is just a way of saying like you know you yep. got to win and come that type so uh, wife was opposite wife was also i i would not address her as brave mm-hmm. uh, no 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 she was never brave yeah. uh, but she did accompany me in most of my races after marriage okay nice like she said i would get bored in the house what would i do let me also come to bangalore let me also come to goa so in a way i should take my wife also with me yep. and uh, she saw my really really bad accident in chennai that's where she got scarred hmm. she was like in a deep shock and like the accident happened in front of her eyes when a guy landed on my hand from like 25 oh. feet in the air in chennai oh. basically i was leading the race that guy was second and just on the last lap where the finish line just about 200 meters the finish line was there and there was a bloody back marker between a double jump oh so since i was ahead i bloody saw him i went to save his life by not taking that double and at that double we were taking every lap okay. so i don't really blame the second guy also he thought i'll take it in the last lap also hmm. but i saw the overlapper he didn't so i break to save that fellow's life that fellow nicely rolled and he gingerly went out so i had also no option but to save his life not to jump so i also braked on top of the mount and mm. came down and as soon as i came up on the mount that guy was already in the air who oh. the second guy wow and my wife was just 10 meters away from there she was right there and that guy lands on me with a motorcycle a 120 kilo motorcycle with a 70 kilo man 200 kilos landing on your hand from 20 feet you can imagine what can happen to your hand my mm. hand was crushed in front of my wife she was she was in a shock uh so by the way in the in the heat of the race he also fell bad i also fell bad but since i was riding a two stroke i picked up my bike and i started my bike in one kick okay and without realizing that i cracked my hand in pieces in that heat of the moment you know when yeah, you, you have that rush and, yes you have that rush in you and that like 5000 yes. people looking at your race it's a all india race and just 200 meters the finish line is there and like you don't realize if you are really badly hurt but you still want to finish the race yep 
So I finished the race in first place, and the next only one thing I remember was there was a blackout in front of my eyes. Oh wow! Okay. And the next thing that I realized that I was in a very cold AC room without clothes. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, dude, I was wearing a helmet, I was wearing boots, I was wearing racing clothes. Where are all of them? Yeah. Doctor very silently speaks in my ears. Beta, we have taken our scissors and we've cut it all. And they had all come from Italy one week ago. Ouch. Ha! It was a major <laughs> ouch. <laughs> you are not worried about your hand, but you are worried about those clothes. <laughs> I, I, I told him on the operation bed. I told him on the operation bed. Couldn't you remove it? <laughs> you could have. You could have woken me up. I would have easily removed it for you rather than cutting it out. <laughs> So important to bloody cut it with a knife. He's like, "Are you okay in your head? We're trying to save your life, and you're cribbing to us on operation theatre for your clothes." I'm like, "Sir, you don't know where they come from." Yeah. So, uh, like, okay, how how did she feel you going back into this drag racing? You know, you uh-huh. getting uh-huh. back on the saddle. Yeah. It, getting back on the saddle was. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This one week of practice that I did. Yeah. If I didn't do that, I don't think I would have made it. Okay. This one week of practice uh, really helped me a lot. Hmm. Like, boss, I'm I'm actually racing after fourteen long years, yar. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a really long gap. So, you know, to be a racer, you have to be in constant touch with any sport, whether it's basketball, football, tennis. Yeah. You have to be in constant practice and constant touch. So, my touch, my only good thing was I was a coach. Yeah. So every single time I used to teach my boys, I used to also ride, na. Mm-hmm. It's not that 14 years I've been rideless. Yeah. I have been riding throughout the 14 years, but not professional riding or racing. Yeah. It was the teaching, teaching riding racing. Mm. So getting back on the saddle after 14 years, yes, my heartbeat was definitely in my mouth when I was touching 200 plus beats in practice also, because I've never done that, no. Mm. I've always been a motocrosser. Yeah. I've, I've I've never seen high speeds ever, yeah. uh, except sitting in somebody's car and that guy zipping it and me being in the car and seeing two twenty, two forty, two sixty. I've seen those speeds in a car. Yeah. But I've never seen such things or never felt such high speeds on a motorcycle. So you know, it it was like a different feel for me. Mm. But I have gone through so many accidents and I've gone through so much of. Uh, thing in my life that uh, there is nothing like fear left in me when it comes to racing or bikes like if you tell me to touch 300 350 i'll do that also you give me a bike and track i'll do it like nice. there is nothing like fear left in me nice yeah rustam you know hearing your story uh, if i have to sum it up you, you if, if you're passionate about something and i can see that passion in the blood not just yeah. in the head Uh, you know there are things which allow you to make things happen and that passion which your your father had your uncle had and your brothers have towards racing got you where you are and it it didn't even when you wanted to retire you retired but you didn't take yourself away from it and when you yeah. came back you came back with a bang uh, but something <laughs> which you also kind of pass a message to many of us like you're never too old for many things Yeah, age is just a number. Age is just a number, and actually, the bike doesn't know your age, also. Uh, so you, you know, <laughs> you and the race doesn't know your age, also. So yeah, it's all in your head. So this entire conversation has been fun, interesting, and I'm sure there's a lot of those moments of learning for many of my listeners because that's what this entire podcast is all about—to share those learnings from your career. But before we part ways, I know you have subtly passed a message to many riders, whether they are professional or they are street bikers, as you said. What's if somebody wants to build a career in motocross today? What would your advice be to them? Well, my advice to them, if they want to make motocross as their career, is please have a lot of money first of all. Hmm. It is a very, 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 very expensive sport. Hmm. extremely expensive sport it requires more than 100% dedication right from your fitness to your training to your tuning to your biking to your practice tracks to your dedication see basically what happens is i have raced internationally i have trained internationally 
I've been in California for four months. I've been in Belgium, Spain for three, three months. Nice. And there is such a huge difference between international and India. Yeah. Like over there, the kids don't even go to school. Or the guys who write, they don't even go to office. Like how we go for a job from nine to five and then take one day off just to practice motocross. These guys don't do that. So I, whenever I go abroad, I not only train, but I also talk to a lot of international athletes and I, and, I, and I tell them that, dude, I see you here for the last two months and you're a school kid. Don't you have to go to school? Mm. So in reply, I get, hey, we don't go to school, physical school. We do homeschool. Nice. Now, what the hell is homeschool? Like yeah. in India, we have to bloody go to St. Mary's or St. Peter's. Yeah. From morning 9 to bloody 3.30, listening yeah. to different teachers getting slapped if you don't do your homework getting punished <laughs> and 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 then if you have that half an hour you go and ride in that ka gali. that is yeah. all what we had but over here the kids don't even go to freaking school they do yep. home school yep. and they are like morning to evening they only race 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 practice 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 fitness 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 so obviously when your entire life rotates only about that Obviously, those foreigners are faster to Indians because of that reason, right? Yep. So, and plus, they have like 60, 70 tracks in the entire country. Mm. In India, we hardly have two dedicated tracks, and that too, not by given by the government. It is our private track. One is in Kolhapur, and one is at Kamshet. And that one, Kamshet one, is our track oh, wow. that Mr. Atul Ajmera has built. So, you know, we Indians really, really go through a lot of pain when it comes to facility, spare parts, availability of the bike, yeah. and so many other things, you know, like it, it's so much of dedication. So, my advice to youngsters would be, only if you are financially sound, please enter motocross racing, because it's a very, very expensive sport. And if you don't have the right money, please do not enter the sport. I would not like to misguide anybody or any person who is really talented and who wants to be in the sport. Mm -hmm. Yes, if he comes from a middle-class family, he can race with whatever bike he has, but he can only do local races that happen here and there, like Thane, Mumbai, Wadala, that sort. Yep. But if a race is happening in Chennai or a Delhi or a Goa, Yep. Boss, you need nothing less than sixty to seventy thousand rupees just to enter that one race in Delhi wow. or Chennai. Your travel, your bike will go by Khati. You have to pack the bike. You will go. Your mechanic will go with spare parts. You will stay for three days in a hotel. You'll eat food. Then you'll come back. Then entry fee, a spare part list. So you should catch somewhere close to sixty, seventy thousand rupees race wow so that's expensive trust me it is yeah so it, not everybody can afford it yes if you have the money and if you have the passion you can enter motorbike racing at a national level work hard and i am there to train anybody and everybody who's there i am always there we i train at the ajmera property at wadala opposite imac hmm. if anybody wants to train anytime all you have to do is just give me a call. I'll let you know the details. And there we go. We train on a proper racetrack. So please say no to racing. Always wear a helmet. And if you ever want to fulfill your racing dreams, please contact Rustam Kersip Chow. Beautiful. Thank you for that message, Rustam. Uh, this has been a lovely conversation. Uh, and Thank every you so word much. when you spoke, it was almost picturesque. I could see it with my eyes even open so thank you for this time and thank you for the conversation thank best you. of luck thank you best of luck thank for the national championship which you would be going for yeah i'm all charged up i'm all like i i don't know i feel so young i suddenly feel i'm 21 now <laughs> uh, likewise and i'm sure you will always be 21 and be that young kid so. uh, who rode his first race in that small dinky dandy bye <laughs> so best of luck and uh, thank you stay safe thank you thank you so much Anis. it was really nice talking to you and i hope my message is spread across everywhere please say no to street racing please definitely yes thank you take care okay bye-bye thank you for listening in 
and we close yet another episode of Masters Decoded. If you've enjoyed the episode, please, you can help us out by sharing it on social media. I would personally appreciate that. It's how we can reach more listeners, and the more listeners we have, the more awesome guests I can get in touch and convince to participate in these conversations. That are a joy to have for me, and I hope they are a joy for you to listen as well. You can also help a lot leaving reviews on iTunes or your podcast service of choice. Reviews are surprisingly helpful in supporting the podcast to get to more listeners. If this episode has intrigued you, I would request you to subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date and get notified to the future episodes. With that, I bid you and see you in the next episode.